You know, when it comes to wireless carriers, sometimes what you see isn't always what you get. Except with Visible. With Visible, what you see is exactly what you get. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. With Visible, there are no hidden fees, no fine print, no hassle, nothing to hide. It's just $25 a month, all taxes and fees included. And you don't need more than one line of wireless to save. You can save on a line all to yourself with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. And again, just $25 a month. The future of wireless is here and it is transparent. If you want more transparency in your wireless plan, you want to be on the Visible plan. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. That's Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. This episode of GameScoop is sponsored by Squarespace. If you're looking for a way to make your business stand out and succeed online, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for you. They take the stress out of creating an awesome website, engaging with your audience, and selling anything from products to content to time so you're able to focus on, you know, everything else. In other words, you'll have more time for gaming. With the new guided design system, you can choose from curated layouts and styling options to build a unique online presence from the ground up, optimized for every device. And with Squarespace's integrated, optimized SEO tools, you'll show up more often to more people. Squarespace doesn't just make things easier for you. Checkout for your customers is made seamless with simple but powerful payment tools that allow you to accept credit cards, PayPal, and Apple Pay, and in eligible countries, offer the option to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. So whether you're just starting out or looking to expand your existing brand, be sure to visit squarespace.com for a free trial, and when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com gamescoop to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com gamescoop for 10% off. Titanic came after Apollo 13. What is he in Titanic? He's the ship, Main the dude. modern day ship captain. I'm not buying it. Telling the Who story. Takes the ancient, what's her name, Rose? Yeah. Out and she throws the. You're net. thinking of Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> what are you talking about? Give the diamond to charity. Yeah. What are you, some <laughs> kind of like Titanic expert? You don't know that Bill Paxton was in Titanic? Uh, he it's wasn't in Titanic. 82. <laughs> We've already it, established Sam. this. Stop also, it. One more so Apollo good. 13 fact okay. before we start. I'll allow it. <laughs> that movie came out in 1995, and then it's depicting events in 1970. Mm. So it's 25 years later. Now that movie yeah. came out We're 25 years it. ago. <laughs> yeah. The gap yeah. between us and Apollo 13 is the same as the gap between the movie and the de- and the events it depicts. So do you think yeah. we could produce a documentary about the making of the movie Apollo 13 and get it yeah. pretty accurate? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm pretty sure the whole Apollo 13 thing was faked. So, well, is that. Can we rolling? Why wasn't there a 14? There's that. <laughs> Did he say yes? I don't even know. I think so. Yes. I think Something he's like that. I- all right, uh, here we go. Sounded like Scooby-Doo when he talks. What's up, everybody? Welcome to IGN Game Scoop. I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining this week is Justin Davis, Scoop. Sam Claiborne, hey. and CJ Gibson. A so, lot of people have been asking. It stands for Cricket Jiminy. Cricket? <laughs> sure. Jiminy. It doesn't really sound thing. weird to yeah. you. All right. It's very common names in Canada. I'll, yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll yeah, do yeah, it. I'll allow it. We have a great show for you this week. We're going to talk about the first Nintendo 64 game coming to the Nintendo Switch. The answer might surprise you. Or maybe not. You probably already heard the news. Uh, we're going to have our first E3 predictions from our friend Neil in Spain, as is tradition here mm-hmm. on the show. He's not a professional in the industry. He's just a guy that listens to the show. <laughs> How many years in is this? Uh, E3 predictions every year. This is the third year in a row he's done it. Nice. nice. We're going to get to that. One for each E. <laughs> <laughs> but first, 
this discless Xbox One discless. version. Oh, <laughs> Close up. Okay, thank you. Stop it, Dan. Discless. <laughs> oh, CJ's. Oh, CJ's Sam already says he's little. I know. Anyways, continue. Discless. <laughs> discless Stop Xbox One console. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Maybe coming much sooner than we expected. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe as early as May. Um, and it could be called the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Mm-hmm. Just it's just a really There's catchy, a mouthful. <laughs> catchy title. Yep. Exactly. Uh, and these rumors come from Windows Central, by the way. I should mention mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Uh, this is something that we talked about. The next uh, Xbox possibly being, or there will be a version of it that would uh, not play physical media. Does it surprise you that it would be happening to the Xbox One, and that could be happening in two months? Well, I have an update for you, Dan. Okay. Here we go. Uh, on December 25th of last year, mm. I started downloading Red Dead Redemption. Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Yeah. In Kansas. Yeah. Over whatever, DirecTV or has whatever. It, has it finished yet? No. <laughs> <laughs> and that is why it's bad to have a, a download-only console. Well, but I do think, like, the name... People have been making fun of the <laughs> name you. for yeah. being so, like, wordy. Counterpoint. And, like, yeah. <laughs> it, just, it just doesn't... You know, the Xbox One S, all, all digital, digital edition. edition. Like, how much more awkward name for a product could you get? But that does make it very clear, like, if you have slow internet, that it's not the console for you to buy. Yeah. So I do give them... Well, if this rumor is true... I think Microsoft is doing the right thing by giving it a name that so crystal clear explains, <laughs> I guess, you know. I wonder. The naming conventions at Microsoft, though, let's just call it out there. Why was the Xbox One in general called the Xbox One? Well, like, they really painted themselves into a corner with that one for the next time around. Exactly. Well, what's great so. is that at first we were like, that's that's might be a silly name, and, you know, this might actually hurt the console. But then they did so many other things to hurt the console. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it just didn't matter anymore. It didn't matter. So now right. we accept the name, and I think it was a really <laughs> good plan all along. <laughs> I think this is great. Let's bring Connect okay. back. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I tend to agree with you, but I want to get back yeah. to the name. I don't know that like all digital means anything to the general consumer. No. I mean, I don't, maybe I'm wrong, but like I'm thinking about like my sister who has five kids. If they she wanted to get an Xbox, does oh, all you think digital people will be confused? Does all store? digital mean anything to her? I, I don't know. Also, does GameStop want to sell this console? Because <laughs> yeah. every they single can't one sell sold. another game. Yeah, exactly. Every single one sold. It's a customer that's never going to walk into their store again. Yeah. Derek, would you like five hundred gift cards? That's yeah. like, <laughs> when you said that, I, we were on the episode where you were talking about that, going like, "Oh yeah, I didn't get a chance. Like, I think it's a bad idea." Um, but X and S and all these different branding and titles, like I, I don't know, like what. Why is an X an X, and why is an S an S? Like, if you think about that, just in and of itself, that doesn't make any sense to me. No, Even the I, I think S stands for smaller, slim, right? Yeah, I no, think smaller. I, smaller. Well, I just think iPhone started that yeah. sort of iPhone R, SX yeah. Max. iPhone's been doing it too. Yeah, it's been terrible. Um, I don't know that you get like when you say that name. Like, I can't even remember what it is. Say it again for me. Xbox One S All <laughs> Digital Edition. Okay. Just think. Remember, it's, it's just sad. <laughs> Yeah, but to me, that's what you need to say at the call end it of the that. the Xbox One S All Discless Edition? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, and even then, you're like, okay, what's the feature? It doesn't have the disk drive. Is it cheaper? Well, well, that it's supposed to be. Yeah, well, that's, that's the, the point, thing. right? It's gonna be pretty cheap and small, and that's why. If I like it's it. below, yeah. I mean, it could be it could be cheaper than a Nintendo Switch. Mm. The Xbox yeah. One S is frequently on sale for like 199, so this could be like a very cheap. Maybe it's 150. Could be a very cheap point of entry. Now, I have some good news for you. If 
if you already have an Xbox One, that's also all digital because because <laughs> it does well, both. Compact discs are a digital is, medium, but it's not all digital. Well, okay, all right. This is but this is my point. <laughs> well, like, it mean, is absolutely all digital. It's yeah. all digital plus the CD drive. Have you guys it, ever a, seen um, the last analog-based video thing called a video disc? It's this, it's this cartridge, like bigger than an LP, and it uses a stylus to play a movie. Ooh, when yeah. was this? Uh, like 1978. LPs are records for the kids yeah. at home. Yeah. And uh, they look Long they play. look like records, but they're bigger and they're they're just like it's huge form. Bigger than 12 inches. Yeah, it's like maybe uh, 20 inches by 12 inches. It's like this giant rectangle, and 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 played a, a movie on a stylus. But the cool thing was. As if that wasn't cool enough. <laughs> well, it looks like garbage for one thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it, th- because of that format, like the art was the full movie poster. Like cool. huge. Cool. So like when you look through them in like thrift stores or whatever, they're like beautiful. Like Jaws looks amazing on it because yeah. it's like the full poster and stuff. Hmm. And that is your history lesson about <laughs> stylus-based media today. There full. it is. Analog <laughs> edition. <laughs> the the all-analog edition of GameScoop. Uh, look, please be excited for that in the future. <laughs> and I just um, want to point out the tape I know is also a digital thing, but I was pointing out. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So like, like Justin, I do yeah. think it's smart if this is a cheap entry, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, maybe you already have a PlayStation 4. This is like a really easy way to get into all of the Xbox Game Pass. Be cheap and small and silent. You can come, it can come with Game Pass. It's yeah. going to give you a library of games. Yeah. It's great. Mm-hmm. But Sam's not sold. CJ, how do you feel about it? I'm kind of in the same boat as Sam. I mean, it, it really depends on where you're at. I think that, you know, in California here, obviously, Obviously a non-issue. I would buy that for portability. Like I bought a, a PlayStation Slim because it's small and I can travel with it. Xbox really doesn't have anything that's super portable. So if it's smaller, like physically, I would be down for that because good point. because I actually I buy a lot of my games digitally. I have kids. I buy the game once. I can install yeah. it and, and share it in that space. So that's really good. So we, we, I'd be down for that. There's an opportunity to start a service where people send us their Xbox One S all digital edition and yeah. then we download games on our fast internet. And then send it. It's a new business we can start. There you go. But yeah, I mean, you have to have an internet connection nine times out of ten to play most of the games anyway. So I hear you from the initial download standpoint. CJ games. Well, I mean, listen, have you played Apex yet? Have we? We haven't done that for you. The only game I played yesterday was Turok (laughs) Two on Nintendo sixty (laughs) four. Okay, there you go. We did play Turok Two. On N64 yesterday. We rescued a child. <laughs> we rescued one child. There are three other children out there still waiting. No. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that's fair. But to download, I guess, and have, like, a download queue in progress and all the rest of that stuff, You even if with slow internet, I mean, the games are big, but you, you have to usually have an internet connection to play most games now. Mm-hmm. Maybe not to the capacity of, like, you know, online games like we used to, but they need to check in, right? They need to, you know, they need to tap I think, in. I for, think that pisses people off, though. But you shouldn't have to do that. Maybe not, right. but my point is if you you're gonna be basically benefit from some of the services. Like I have my Xbox and PlayStation set up so that yeah, I can download a game and mm-hmm. I don't need to buy multiple. Like I can't tell you how many times I've bought a CD for a game and it's broken within the first like four or five months. And now it's broken? There's like the discs, they get scratched or because I have kids, right? They're taking the discs out. So I like how I'm nodding along and these two are like, <laughs> What? <laughs> Your disc is broken? You're like, huh? Like, yeah, like, my yeah. daughter's favorite thing to do All on this time. earth is to open the drawer in our entertainment center Bing. and just throw stuff everywhere. <laughs> yeah. And how how many times have you even like brushed up against your Xbox and yeah. magically the thing if turns on? If you just look at it, like, it's like, <laughs> it ejects. Yeah, and you want to so, play Xbox? Uh, no, no, man, it, no. it's there. Just walking by. Uh, but the, but <laughs> have you ever? Um, 
Do you remember in for in the Xbox 360 era, uh, there's a thing where if you knocked over your Xbox or if you tilted it oh, or if you changed the position while bad. the disc was in it, it actually cut this groove around <laughs> it was, the disc. It was really I had to like bad. repair, you know, Rock Band or whatever at yeah. the time using one of those stupid like wax repairs. Yeah, no, wow. it was brutal. When yeah, you mentioned brutal. that, you were you just reminded me. I had a dream last night. Mm-hmm. In my dream, I was uh, I was like being prepped uh, for E3 for like Microsoft's stuff, mm-hmm. and like I think. Their big push for E3 this year is they had a new version of Rock Band, and it was Dolly Parton. <laughs> dream Scoop. Oh, it was Rock Band Dolly Parton. There it is. Probably not Could one be of those a thing. dreams that's going to come Out true. of all the Rock Could Bands that they've done, that's by far the best artist. Yeah, that's, that's what they need to do. <laughs> would play. Would yeah, play. Would play. Yeah. So the timing of the Xbox One S all digital edition, if this is true in May, is a little strange to me. Uh, they are expected to reveal the next Xbox at E3. Why would they introduce new hardware right before that? So the iteration I I, thing, I, like the, it is the Game Pass thing. Yeah. it's got you know, it's a yeah. gigantic push for them. That's the future of Xbox. Yeah, yeah. It, it feels like also mm. a soft launch in a way, getting people ready. Yeah, if, Maybe, if the well, new there one is, is that. There is that. There right? is that. If they're playing, do that no one's ever Xbox done thing. that before. Yeah. you know, where a console. I mean, obviously the Switch doesn't have discs, but it has carts, right? So no yeah. one's made like a big AAA console from one of the big companies that was digital only. So it's a fairly low risk way for them to just be like, just to sort of prime that pump. Yeah, but the implications I think for retail and disc delivery and all the rest of that stuff. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've tried to, anyways. Um, I think that they're selling like even Fortnite. Fortnite doesn't have a retail copy disc, but it sells like a skew in the store that you pick yeah. up, and then it it's comes a code the download and, code. And yeah, and you, do you know how many parents? Stuff. I don't actually think Epic did something wrong, but a lot of people complain that you know there's Fortnite all over the shelves of you know Walmart, Target, GameStop, yeah, and then parents that just don't know any better are buying it. But all Absolutely. you're buying, the only thing that's inside is a code to yeah. get you know some skins and V bucks and garbage. Epic yeah. Games can't afford to print discs. But for, not what would be money. on it? Exactly. But <laughs> the that's, game. That's what I mean. No. Like from a digital like delivery standpoint, you kind of don't need it, you know. And I think retailers are really scared. I think like GameSpot and these other places are super afraid of that. Stop. Or GameStop. Thank you. The biggest <laughs> games, games on Earth, overwhelmingly, are digital only. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. This episode of Game Scoop is brought to you by NordVPN. As Scoop Nation knows, your Omega Cops have been a little obsessed with a movie called Weekend at Bernie's lately. But as happens too often these days, it is difficult to find it streaming here in the U.S. That's where NordVPN comes in. With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location to a more enlightened region where they appreciate the comic delights of Weekend at Bernie's. And it's not just for streaming movies and shows. Switching your virtual location can allow you to save money by purchasing flights, hotels, and subscriptions from other countries at a cheaper price. And you can do all this worry-free as NordVPN threat protection features protect you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. Best of all, NordVPN costs the price of a cup of coffee a month, and one account can be used on up to six devices. To get the best discount on your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com gamescoop. Our link will also give you four extra months on the two-year plan. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. That's nordvpn.com gamescoop. One in five Americans has learned a new language on their bucket list, or life backlog, if you will. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Upgrade your personal skill set in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Its tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. I have a trip to Mexico coming up, so I've been using Babbel to brush up on my Spanish. The courses are short and sweet, so I can do one whenever I have a few minutes to spare. And the words and phrases it teaches you are designed for practical, real-world use, like ordering at a restaurant or asking for directions. Babbel can even provide you feedback on your pronunciation with its speech recognition tech. And it's not just for Spanish. Babbel includes 14 different language courses, each backed by a 20-day money-back guarantee. Here's a special limited-time deal for Scoop Nation. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription, only for our listeners, at babbel.com gamescoop. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com gamescoop, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com gamescoop. Rules and restrictions may apply. Right, so we will see in the next couple of months if the Xbox One S All Digital Edition is real. Moving on, uh, that first Nintendo 64 game coming to Switch is, of course, Turok. A remastered edition of Turok will be out on Switch in, what, like a week or so. It's like March 18th. Did you notice they're not calling it Turok the Dinosaur Hunter? It's just Turok now? Yeah. So this is a, a version of the game that was remastered a couple years ago uh, by another developer, and it's already on Steam and Xbox, actually. Now it's coming to Switch, which mm-hmm. makes sense. It's, it's, it began its life on an Nintendo platform. Yeah. We played Turok 2, the original, yesterday, mm-hmm. like we were saying, and that is uh, a, a, a clunky <laughs> experience <laughs> it, to try to play It pretty today. good, though. It did look good. Like, when was good the lighting. When was the last time you've played it? Like prior, I, I had never, I had played, never it. played two. I oh, thought okay. I did going into it, but it was it was probably one and three that I played. Two, two is really good. Two, one is notorious for just being really soupy and slow, and fog, you could only yeah. see the fog. You could only see right in front of your face. But it was a big hit. Even oh yeah, yeah. It was fairly early in the Nintendo 64's lifespan. Cycle, yeah. There weren't other first-person shooters to play. It was before GoldenEye. Do you so. think? Here's what I want to do. Do you remember how Acclaim they had that they named a kid Turok? Oh, well, was there was contest. a controversy about that. It was in the UK, and I don't know that it ever actually happened. There They're was a contest. Some- They're offering $10,000 for a couple to name their newborn <laughs> Turok. Yeah. I think sure so- we're not still in your dream? <laughs> I think someone, oh. I, my memory is that that, that did come to fired. pass. Anyway, the whole point is I want to find that person and interview them. <laughs> well, you, Turok sh- should be easy to Google that name. <laughs> Turok would be of. 22 years old today. <laughs> <laughs> His parents Turok regretted Murphy. it ever since. Yeah, Turok was an Acclaim game. and yeah. uh, So mm-hmm. Turok is a character from the comics from the 50s. Valiant Comics brought him back in the early 90s. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that. Acclaim I bought, Acclaim Acclaim bought Valiant. Valiant Comics. Yeah. yeah. And actually, it was like Acclaim Comics. I know all about I this saw because I've been reading Val- Valiant Comics. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, I, I never knew that they had their own label. So then they had this Turok character, this property, and then yeah. they hired Iguana Games to make Turok. <laughs> Iguana Games made Arrow the Acrobat yeah. and Zero the Kamikaze Squirrel. Mm-hmm. And then the creator of Iguana Games or the head of Iguana Games is now making the Mutant Muds games. Mutant Muds. I told us yesterday. Uh, the best thing about Iguana Games is that when you turn on Turok, there's like a 30 second logo animation. Like, uh, that's not an exaggeration. It might be longer <laughs> than that. You watch a. a, a, a so, what happens? An iguana there's a logo. Comes the sc- there's a logo. And a, an, igu- an iguana comes An iguana is chilling on top of the mm-hmm. iguana logo. And you just think it's going to move on to the game from there. No. A volley of arrows <laughs> is shot at the iguana, yeah. and he jumps down to hide behind mm-hmm. the logo. Yeah. Then he concerned. pops up with two machine guns. He's dual-wielding machine guns. <laughs> okay. Not over yet. He shoots 
at you, the player, mm-hmm. shoots you several times. But Damon, is he still an iguana? Yeah, well, but he's kind of like a dinosaur iguana now. He's yeah. a dragon. Yeah, he's more Got like it. a dragon. <laughs> the screen turns red. You <clears throat> fall backwards as if you've just been killed by the iguana mm-hmm. mascot. Those very the elaborate. Game yet started. <laughs> yes. It's the intro. Logo. The elaborate gotcha. opening slash screens used to be a thing. Like, uh, like you know, Conquer was messing with the N64 logo, and like, yeah. there's like Vector Man where you could shoot the Never the Bendy N64 rare. Logo I'd walk out. Like, rrr, 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 yeah. Rrr, oh yeah. yeah. Was was he was he also like? Did they do a version of NBA Jam that had him on the front? Of, I, I feel the like iguana? they're. Yeah, I feel Probably. like they brought a port. They might have done. They might have done a port I of think NBA they Jam. They might have. I it's, remember an iguana spinning a basketball. In his do you think was that just because <laughs> Nanny pulled out two machine guns? <laughs> and then, then you died. Because game developers just hadn't figured out. Like <laughs> it, it took another couple of years for someone to be like, Nah, just let people skip this. Or was that like Dude, asking? It's usually some the sort of best graphics or, in the entire game. Yes, it always looks best. Of you can't skip the cutscenes in Turok 2. Yeah. It's crazy. They go on forever and you can't skip them. <laughs> but since it's maybe a cart- that's one of the new bullet points they added into the game. Maybe. Surely since Skippable it's a cart cut game, scenes. it's not masking a loading time. So they I just had so, yeah. like not nah, should we let everyone skip these? Nope. Why would they want to skip them? We've <laughs> worked all this so time hard yeah. building up these uh Story cutscenes for people to watch. So did not play good was the moral of the story. No, it was, well, it was good for its era. No play good. No play not good. Today. Yeah. There's a, I like to watch speedruns. Um, and uh, whenever there's a game that has unskippable cutscenes, and I one of my favorite things to do is watch a speedrunner. Just some of the life drains out of them. <laughs> well, those could be, every could be a bathroom time. break. Yeah, that can be part of it, but just like they're just always like mashing the button furiously, like come maybe on, this come time, on. Yeah. maybe this time it'll <laughs> skip. And it's like I, it's like that's your two hundredth time watching mm-hmm. this. <laughs> uh, so Turok is coming to Switch, and then the uh, sort of product page on Nintendo's website has all the bullet points from the original Turok release mm-hmm. from the back of the box. So mm-hmm. I want to share these with you because they're pretty good. So in Turok for the Nintendo Switch, you get to explore a completely three D virtual world. Cool. Run, jump, climb in any direction in a fully 3D world with the ability to independently independently look and aim your weapons up, down, or sideways. So that's um, why we call Breath of the Wild a Turok-like now. That's yeah, true. Let's point that out. Or yeah. Tur- Turok-vania is usually Turok. what we call it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there are intelligent enemies programmed for ferocity. <laughs> <laughs> It's you, know, you know what They're was the- amazing about Turok 2, though, is that the death animations were super funny. Yeah. The They're great. Yeah. It was like you'd kill something and it would get on its back and like wiggle its legs in the air and stuff. Variable and just turn ag- into fog. Variable aggression profiles make each enemy behave uniquely. Mm-hmm. There are 14 monstrous high-tech weapons yeah, from the that. grenade launcher, plasma pulse rifle, an alien weapon to the quad rocket launcher, and the mother of all guns, the atomic fusion cannon. Why didn't they list Boom. the cerebral bore? I think That's that was two. a two. Oh, right. Mm. There are advanced interactive backgrounds with particle technology, cobweb sway, <laughs> bubbles form rings on the water's surface, bullets ricochet, trees explode into flames and crash to the ground, <laughs> so waterfalls boil with foam. I don't, I don't know that any of that's actually... <laughs> if that happens there. Uh, well, uh, if it happens, it happens in those frames between, because you see yeah. like three frames that's for true. everything moving. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> three, three frames per second. Uh, there are bionically engineered dinosaurs. Sure, yeah. naturally. So they're not... Which, I mean, just to make a video game, it's kind of cra- it's a little bit overboard, I think, to have created some sort of yeah. biologically engineered dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Razor, they had to do it. Razor-toothed raptors, artillery-packing triceratops, alien infantry, and a laser-guided T-Rex following your every move with head-tracking technology. 
What's that? The dinosaurs are tracking your head. Ooh. <laughs> that happening? How yeah, that's small was the print on this? Is it on the box or where was this? Well, yeah, just like I'm, bullet this points. Is, now it's on the that. product page. <laughs> okay, website. But yeah, this in is 2019, fun. this is the description of the game. Dear God, it's not a joke. Wow. Okay. Uh, head tracking technology is something we actually talk about now with phones. Well, I don't know what they mean in this context. So, yeah. <laughs> but like that wasn't even a term back then. That's what's kind of interesting to hear that. Did it's, they mean like the direction you were just facing in the game? Clearly. I don't know. They're talking I think about the dinosaur like, wants to bite say you're head, following so your every move. So I think the enemies are programmed to follow your head, to track your head, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Because they want to eat it. They want to eat your head. <laughs> All right. Check Brains. <laughs> Turok hit switch March 18th, $20. 20, $20. $20. Well, so, yeah, where you were going with this is, yeah, why Turok? Well, why is that the lead game? Because it's already been. No, re- this isn't part of like any re- system. Like, uh, it's not part of a virtual console or anything. like that. I know, but it's still it's really weird. It's just somebody has the well, license. Like I said, and they it's already play. available on PC and Xbox. Why not port it to Switch? It's just the I only. Guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that seems normal. Now. I mean, but it is Microsoft's coming like, to Switch, right? Are there any other yeah. Nintendo sixty four games on Switch right now? Nope, that's the first one. That's the so, only one. Isn't that weird? It is. Yes. So <laughs> Nintendo hasn't done that at all, but yeah. Turok, you know. Yeah. It broke down some barriers with that. Still seems weird. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> CJ can't get over it. No, I mean, well, because even with playing Goldeneye, when you go back and play those games, like, that's where I was going. They don't really hold up that well. Like, I'm interested yeah. to see what this actually plays Wait till like you see this iguana. Switch. Put Donkey Kong 64 <laughs> on Switch, you cowards. Yeah, uh, there you go. Ooh, I don't, people don't like Donkey Kong 64. Put it on the Switch. <laughs> okay. put, it, put it there. I know one person yeah. that likes Donkey Kong 64. <laughs> yeah, and he's not here anymore, so no, what does that tell you? Yeah, it's, it's not good. <laughs> Uh, moving on, Wargroove, mm-hmm. another Nintendo Switch game. It's available on other platforms, but I played on Switch. Advance Wars Vania. Advance Wars Vania, <laughs> uh, a game I uh, need to get back to and finish, but uh, there's been a big update for that game that fixes a lot of uh, the uh, issues that people had with it. Introduces a checkpoint system, which is very nice, right? Because the battles yeah, are very long. Dude. Why is that so funny? <laughs> just thinking about the last segment still. <laughs> about Turok? Yeah. <laughs> we just talked about Turok for a long time. <laughs> it's more bullet points it's from there. the news this week. Scoop. Yeah. My hands are tied. All right. Look, everyone yeah. understood what they were getting into when they started listening to this show. <laughs> mm-hmm. this Anybody a, that's still with us. We need to go audio only. <laughs> this is a video game. We can't do this anymore. This is a video game news podcast. Turok was in the news this week. What am I supposed to do? Not talk about it. Damon's hands are tied. IGN now. I'm just happy this is the last time any of us will ever have to shave. <laughs> it's not much holding me back. About Sam, people want to see your mustache. I don't know if you've I, seen those I've comments. I've said bro. before, people are going to be able to hear if the mustache is still there. Is it better for me to say I've seen those comments or not? I mean, just acknowledge that you know exactly what everybody's talking about. I don't know. What you know exactly about. what you're doing with that mustache. <laughs> What you're doing this, to us all. It's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah, I mean, He's people are going to miss it. Uh, <laughs> the corduroy jacket? Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I'll just have to describe it from here on out. All right. Can we skip the next topic? You want to skip Wargroove just because you haven't played it? Well, because the next one we're going to talk about is Turok 2, right? No, we're not going to talk about Turok 2 until it's announced to be coming. <laughs> flip. Until it's announced to be coming to Switch. to see. Then we'll talk about that. All right. Wargroove. What Let's is spend this a game? second talking about Wargroove. Yeah. Uh, Justin and I have played it. Sam and CJ. Have I not. have not. All right. I have not. We'll see you guys in five. <laughs> you need 15, 20. No, what, I like, what I like about these patch notes is just the conversation. It's like you, me, pair are all like into this game. Yeah. And like, and man, Mark. this game's great. We really love it. 
Like, but there's just like five or six things. Like, I wish it had checkpoints, and I wish like yeah. the animations were a little bit faster, you know. And I wish like your big thing was the effectiveness chart. Yep. And like they just like their patch notes, like it's like they were had a microphone in our office, which maybe we should check that they yeah, don't. Actually, I have Pablo uh, yeah. scour every nook and cranny They're of the office listening. to make sure Chucklefish is not listening to what we're talking. We about. We just had these like five or six nitpicky things. That were like if only they'd fix these tiny things. And like for once, the developers seem to have their pulse on like their community so accurately that they just fixed every single one. I'm yeah. like, wow. So the big thing is that battles are very long, uh, and then if if you there's no way to like. S- Add a checkpoint so that if you fail later on, you can restart your... Mm. You have to restart the whole mission if you fail at the end. But they added the checkpoint. They added two or three easier difficulty modes, Mm -hmm. right? which is a little unusual. So you can reload a checkpoint and just play from there? Now you can. can. You can just save. save That's a big difficulty decrease already. Exactly. Uh, And then they... Each unit has this effectiveness chart to show what units they're like strong against and weak against, mm. but it was like impossible to tell what was what. It's like it's not I very legible. Yeah, mm. and, if, and now they and now just kind of shows. Now you. they fixed that, made it more legible. So now, now that they fixed those. Do you have five more that you're hoping they fix? Five more nitpicks. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. If, now if they've done. They've won. Done, now it's the perfect game. It's, no? it's right. done. Ten out of ten. I want to get back to it, uh, <laughs> but as as Justin was pointing out, it is just a little odd that they worked on this game for years and then they're like, all right, we're finished with it. We're going to release it. But then there are all these issues that people have. Yeah. Like, oh, well, I guess we weren't quite. It's like, why didn't any of these things occur like to them? After you worked on the game for years and years, maybe just wait. But at some point, you just got to get it in people's hands. Right? Yeah, I guess so. so. Get it but like, hands. don't they do focus testing? Did none of these people say, you know, a checkpoint system would be really nice? Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like that's what gamers are a little bit enraged with. I mean, you've played Mass Effect. Or, hey, sorry. Anthem. Oop, Anthem. Anthem. Yeah, or, I mean, sorry to do that. But yeah, it is one of those things where I think people feel like this happens a lot right now with gaming and people are getting a little frustrated. So. Wargroove doesn't quite fit into that category or doesn't fit into that category at all. They it's just, just like breaking things. Fairly small team and they even delayed the game to say they want to, we want to add more stuff to it. And then it comes out and it's great. Like it got totally good reviews. I think we gave it a 8.5, which is mm-hmm. great, which is a review I completely agree with. Great point five. But then, yeah, you know, it's like there's these five or six things that are not like crazy outlandish suggestions. They're like, oh, yeah, that totally makes sense. And now, lo and behold. Wargroove is not as good as Turok, though. Hmm. Well, is it a well, masterpiece? on the IGN scale. <laughs> is it a masterpiece now that it's been fixed? Uh, Wargroove? No, probably not a masterpiece. Okay. Doesn't, it doesn't might bump it up score. from great to amazing. Maybe. Point hmm. five. Uh, CJ, That's a nine. have you been playing Anthem? No, it's weird. I've, I've heard Sam's take on it. I've been, like, weirdly enough, that's detracted me, some of the, the conversations about that stuff. Cause I, I don't think that's weird yeah, at all. I am, the multi- <laughs> well, <laughs> I am the multiplayer expert in your life. So <laughs> no, but my point is I was, I was initially, when you talked about it, I was kind of hyped for it. I played it at E3. I felt like the feeling mm-hmm. of flying was good, but that's not what the objective of the game is. The objective of the game is like shooting and, and grinding and loop, and there's a lot of things like that are Destiny. broken with the game. Yeah, it's a little bit like Destiny, but like it's not playing well. So I'm like, nah, it's a game that I might hit next year or mm-hmm. in like six months they have a DLC. Mm-hmm. But, and then, Sam, <clears> since you <throat> gave up on Anthem, have you been playing anything else? Well, I Turok too. Track two, yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. a big one. Star Wars pinball. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. I've seen that. I think they're new, uh, three new Williams pinball tables. Yeah, there's a new pack with like Champion Pub, which is a really fun game. We talked about it, all that digital pinball drama, I think, when it went down on Scoop. Mm-hmm. I think it all got sorted out there, right? Well, it's, no, it's that the one company, hands. yeah, so it switched. It's now Zen Pinball has yeah. the license to the best games. And they're, they're still available. Mm-hmm. And I wrote an article about which ones are they're the best ones. They're being re-released slowly over Yeah, because I think they have to, well, they have to remake them. Yeah. They're all digital versions, you know. Yeah. People like the Zen platform a lot, though. 
I think, compared yeah. to Pinball Arcade. I like the platform. I like them both. I don't like the physics as much. They bother me. I think Pinball Arcade felt great. Yeah. I don't see how, how much better it can be, but... Zen Pinball feels a little heavy. The ball feels a little bit heavy and sticky, too. Mm-hmm. Let's check in with the listeners. Hey, listeners. listeners remember, you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com, just like our friend Neil from Spain is. Mm-hmm. And he's here with his annual E3 predictions. Once again, Neil is not a professional games media uh, <laughs> The emphasis writer. we place on that is a little... <laughs> he's just a guy who listens to this show, and every year he sends in nice. his E3 predictions. And well, uh, he's had three years to get with it and get a job in the industry. <laughs> I uh, sort of went through and did some editing because they were very thorough, and okay. I, I cherry-picked a little at some of the more interesting ones, okay. I think. That's right. fine. Yeah, so we're not going to go through all of them. I'll allow it. Um, but he begins with Bethesda. He believes Doom Eternal will be given a fall 2019 release date. Mm-hmm. They'll also release a Rage 1 Definitive Edition for all consoles. Mm. That one mm. I don't know. I don't know that... People are really clamoring to play Rage no. 1 again. Well, I mean, Rage 2 looks really cool, yes. but Rage 1, in some ways, is more of a liability than maybe, a, yeah. like Maybe they don't want to remind people of like that game that had kind of a mixed reception. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he thinks there'll be a Fallout 3 and New Vegas remastered for all consoles. Mm. Maybe. Well, I don't know. That, would, that would be really fun. That would be really fun. <laughs> That'd be play interesting. It. He thinks there'll be an Evil Within spinoff announced, similar to Dishonored Death of the Outsider. Has been two two years since there's been an Evil Within something, and then he thinks that uh, their conference will end with a Starfield release window of 2020, but no gameplay or trailer. I don't know that they would come back to remember that game Starfield we (laughs) briefly mentioned last year. It'll be out in 2020. What did you cut out? That was so specific. I cut out a lot. Okay, (laughs) I like this. Uh, I think notably absent from there is they're not going to give up on Fallout 76. They'll yes. lay out a whole oh, yeah. they plan need to like, their yeah. DLC and yeah. you know the um, improvements they're going to make and all that. Yeah, that needs to be like I think front and center number one. I don't think that they could even continue with mm-hmm. any of that without bringing Fallout seventy six at the front of the conference. I wonder, saying, hey. like, there's there's a strategy to how conferences sort of like you need to have something big and flashy and like exciting up front, and then yeah. you sort of sandwich your thing in the middle that you know people don't care quite as much about, yeah. and then you end with like the you know the big hype beast game. So I think Fallout seventy six will be the the meat in their sandwich. He also yeah. misses Wolfenstein Youngblood. Yeah. Which mm. is still coming. Um, and then I just forgot about Wolfenstein Youngblood. <laughs> they announced Elder Scrolls 6 mm-hmm. last year. Yeah. Will, there, will there be any mention no. of that? But this that's year? coming after Starfield. That game's like six years away. Unless, you know, Fallout 76 has caused them to like change their plans. Mm. They were very upfront about like that game is years and years. And, well, years they away. J- and they specifically called it out as a next gen game. Exactly. Yeah. So. Well, the only one that we have confirmed for the next generation of platforms. But surely they would mention either Starfield or Elder Scrolls. Or not? No? You don't think so? I don't think so. We talked about, uh, just with Apex Legends, the hype train. The hype train, I think, that... I don't know if like people should lean into that. And I know that's what E3 is for, but I think that's actually damaged a lot of developers in the last... You know, a couple of years. I think people but, lean away from that. That's what be Bethesda. Better. You know, Fallout Four was you know revealed at E three and released that fall. Yeah, and um, Fallout seventy six was the same for better or worse. Mm. That's sort of their thing. Yeah. 
Neil's next section is for EA, which we just found out today. EA is not going to have a press conference. Burns. But they are going to do, be doing their EA Play event, and they're going to be doing some live streams of... They're doing um, more of like a Nintendo Treehouse Deep dives style. into games. Yeah. My question is, I know they, they do have stuff that they need to announce. When, when and how do they announce yeah. this stuff? Yeah. So they're going to have uh, Star Wars Jedi... Fallen Order. That's going to be announced as Star Wars Celebration. Revealed there. Or f- officially re- revealed mm-hmm. uh, at Star Wars Celebration next month. So they don't really need to announce that at E3. Mm-hmm. But we know from uh, their financial earnings calls, they're going to have a Need for Speed and a Plants vs. Zombies something this year. I assume it's Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 3. So it's like, if they're going to be showing those games off at E3, when do they like, announce them and how? Yeah. That's kind of a question mark for me. Yeah, like are there just going to be like press releases at 8 a.m.? Yeah, exactly. Uh, sea of Solitude is a game they showed off last year. Mm-hmm. That's still we're waiting on a release date for that one. That, yeah, um, and then Dragon Age. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they did announce it twelve months ago. Yeah, but if they don't have a conference, like I don't think it's it's not coming out this year. So it's like no, it's not going to be playable. So without a conference, without some sort of forum to like debut a new trailer, I don't know. They how, may yeah. want to wait and do a special Dragon Age yeah. thing. Find some day where Dragon Age can have the news cycle to itself. Mm. Yeah. All right, Microsoft. Neil from Spain's predictions for Microsoft. Mm-hmm. New Xbox console announced and shown. It's called the Xbox 4. <laughs> Don't know about that? No. Releasing February 2020. Less than a year. Yeah. It'll have backwards compatibility with all Xbox titles from day one. Mm-hmm. Gears 5 will be shown. Gears Pop and Tactics also shown. Wow. Yeah, remember those? Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm. Both of those were announced, all, all three, but Pop and Tactics were announced at E3 last year. There hasn't been anything about them since then. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, he thinks there'll be a Gears 2 Ultimate Edition announced as a launch title for Xbox 4. Mm-hmm. So it just mm-hmm. seems, why, why 2? You know why exactly. they can't do Xbox 4 is because there's a PlayStation 5. Exactly. It's just like, they're never going to be that's able to That's been the eternal that's Xbox why, problem. Yeah. That's yeah, why they, they just, never know yeah. what to name their console. They just can't do it. But they could Infinite. just call it Xbox 5. Infinite. So Just skip 4. Mm-hmm. PlayStation yeah, 5 and man. Xbox 5. I mean, that would allow, the, the One X would allow them to do that, right? But, but even that would that, allow PlayStation so to put out the PlayStation 6. Yeah, yeah. that's X- so stupid. They're Xbox, behind. Xbox X. But, but be, yeah, it's just, it's stupid. Xbox that. Infinite. The should name behind the is one. not a real thing, right? Because yeah. Xbox 4, all digital edition. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that would make the most sense. Uh, Fable 4 announced from mm-hmm. Playground Games. Which one is Playground? I don't know. That's very no. Again, Playground very is the specific. they're the the Forza developer that we know they have a second team now. Oh, because they they we know based they're good off, at open worlds. I remember that based mm-hmm. off either hiring, we either know they're making a fantasy open world game or just mm-hmm. an open world game. I can't recall the rumor specifics, but they had some job listings where they were hiring like you know action yeah, RPG I and their open worlds look so cool too. Like they would be good at making it look good at least. Yeah, it is true that we need to know what these uh, the games that or the the studios that Microsoft has purchased what they're working. I think that's yeah. a very very plausible rumor. What about Justin? Phantom Dust reboot reannounced from Compulsion <laughs> Games. We have well, a few. So the thing about Phantom Dust, and as like the world's biggest Phantom Dust fan, is they released <laughs> that. Uh, it's not quite accurate to call it a remaster, but you know they re-release they the, like the upresed version. It's not a remaster because it's just the original game. No, like here's the original game. You know, download it, play it. It now works on your mm-hmm. modern console. And I, I honest to God, think that that was their like test bed of like 
what do the download numbers look like? How many people are excited about this and energized by it? Yeah. I think that that was their sort of dipping their toes into Phantom Dust, and I don't think that that port did make much of a splash. So mm. as much as I wish we were getting a Phantom Dust 2, I Does think he think Viva Piñata's coming back? Unlikely. He doesn't mention Viva Piñata. He thinks there'll be more Cuphead DLC. It's a shadow drop. It's available now. Yeah. The game's two years old, though. So Rare's yeah. work. I mean, sorry, going back to Viva Piñata, Rare's definitely working on something. So. Yeah. Uh, he thinks Xbox will get Kingdom Hearts 1.5 and 2.5, which I guess would be possible because 3 is the first one to come to Xbox. Splinter Cell revealed. Why them? Why Microsoft and not Ubisoft? Why not? <laughs> Counterpoint. <laughs> GTA 4 10th Anniversary Edition announced. I think we missed the 10th anniversary of GTA 4. Maybe not mm. in Spain. Maybe not in Spain. <laughs> That's like a remaster? Halo Reach coming to Master Chief Collection. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and he thinks we'll end. It'll end with Halo Infinite gameplay. And don't worry too much about the fact that Master Chief is not in Halo Reach. Don't worry. Just don't worry <laughs> well, about. Well, he actually yeah. is. Spoilers. What is he? Hmm? When? I mean, yeah. Why are you being all coy? Like that <laughs> game know. is ten years old. You can spoil it. <laughs> I mean, he's in it. You see Master Chief in the game. When? Uh, it's right at the end. When you are leaving the planet and like you're on a ship and you can like pan over and you're like he's For in a half a second. Thing. Oh, what? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, I, you can either be correct or you can be incorrect. <laughs> Not playable. Uh, Ubisoft will have Skull and Bones again. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be out this year. They, uh, Neil from Spain thinks there's going to be Assassin's Creed 1 remastered. Now, there's a lot of rumors about, uh, so there's Origins and Odyssey are, uh, you know, ancient Egypt and ancient Greece. And then uh, there's strong, strong rumors that the third one is ancient Rome. And that, that reboot, that Origins was pitched as like a trilogy of like, let's go back in time to the very beginning of Assassins and make these three games. And so I think we're probably going to see the Roman Empire. Hmm. And that dovetails with the Assassin's Creed. I think it's Legion rumors we've heard. Hmm. Uh, Watch Dogs 3 revealed. Yeah. Yeah, strong rumors about that one too. He thinks it'll be coming this year as well. I agree. Then uh, he thinks Ubisoft's conference will end with a Rayman Four announcement. That's well, a I Switch wish. exclusive. Oh. Is that the number we're on? The official yeah. official count of Rayman. We'll also probably hear about they're the only company to get games as a service, right? So we'll get Rainbow mm-hmm. Six season Rainbow Six. three or four, whatever yeah. news they're on. We'll see if they're going to continue with uh, uh, For Honor. Yeah, um, Division 2 will be out. They'll be like talking a little bit more about the and There's actually more. There's a whole other season of Assassin's Creed Origins DLC, too. Oh, man. No music games in there. Interesting. Well, I mean, they'll have Just Dance yeah. again. Well, if he, didn't, he didn't predict What's that. What's up with their pirate game? Skull <laughs> That's Skull and Bones. Oh, that's what... Okay, we've talked about it, yeah. And finally, Nintendo, uh, of course, they'll have Pokemon Sword and Shield, mm-hmm. uh, new Pokemon and features. Detective Pikachu HD. Mm-hmm. Is that, is that already been announced, or is that no, no? The problem with that is that Detective Pikachu is coming out in theaters, but no, but very few people played the 3DS game. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's like, HD version. The plot is directly based on the game. I think it's very plausible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks. So we'll get a Luigi's Mansion three release date, which will be this October. Mm-hmm. Sure, makes sense. Super Mario two, Super Mario Maker two showcase, Metroid yeah. Prime Trilogy HD announced. That people keep talking about that. Yeah. I mean, there's some issues with that. You know, they they the last time they they did a trilogy, they made them all Wii controller enabled. So, mm. and then one of them has only been Wii controller enabled. Yeah. So they'd have to walk three back to being controller based. Yeah, I think it's very likely. I think it's almost a certainty whenever before at some point before four comes out. But we'll see when they want to do it. Uh, he thinks. GTA Five, Metal Gear Solid Five, Dark Ooh. Souls Two will all be uh, ported to Switch. Juicy. Oh, this wow. Year. GTA Five. Maybe. 
Yeah. I mean, would people a, buy it again on Switch? Yes. Yeah. I, I would think Portable? we would get Red Dead before that. Oh, I'd, I'd, it's mm, to Red Switch? Dead, Red Dead 1 or 2, no. I think. Like, 2 Probably is impossible. Both. 2 is impossible. No. 2 is impossible. It could be. It's just like you can scale stuff down. Oof, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and he thinks there'll be two 3DS games. Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, or I'm sorry, Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes coming to 3DS as the last mm-hmm. 3DS game. GTA 5 on Switch is really juicy. I that is. The idea for that. It's probably possible that games, the 360 game, you yeah. know. Metal Gear Solid 5 is also cross generational, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, he didn't mention Animal Crossing. Uh, he thinks it'll end with Animal Crossing focused <laughs> uh, treehouse presentation. Of course, we'll get Link's Awakening details. And then he thinks Pikmin 3 and Wind Waker HD will be in us for Switch. Mm. Which yeah. I never played Pikmin 3. That, Pikmin 3 is great. Yeah, yeah, I didn't play that Pikmin That was a fun either. game. Pikmin DS was not good. 3 was the Wii U game? Yeah. yeah. All the Pikmin games. Why not just so do a, just, That'd be a, collection do a Pikmin trilogy mm-hmm. at this point? That'd be a great collection. And Agreed. somehow tie them together. Dude, More. the Pikmin franchise, underrated. Yeah, it's mm. good. It would work great on Switch, too. There's uh, no, no reason not to do it. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Those are your predictions, your yearly predictions from Neil in Spain. <laughs> Sony, don't worry about it. I mean, Sony's not there. <laughs> oh, good point. <laughs> Silly. So, man. yeah. Did you fact check his previous ones? Have you actually looked back good point. at the year? I didn't. Um, I feel like he should be doing that. But he says, if you watch previous years, you'll see I was right with many of my predictions. <laughs> so, there you go. There we go. Nice. nice. You don't have to fact check when other people do it for you. Take it yeah. as word for it. There wrong. you go. Yeah. Accurate. <laughs> This is Justin in New York City. Mm, not me. Not nope. Justin. Although sometimes you go to New York City. That's true. I did not. <laughs> I can only write into the show when I'm there. Uh, he wants to know if we ever feel guilty for not taking proper care of our gaming consoles. Mm. He says, the other day I was cleaning my PlayStation 4 after a long period of neglect. I, I've never done that. And I started thinking about how irresponsible I was with my consoles as a kid. When I was much younger, I didn't care about dust or overheating or even putting my console in a well-ventilated area. I would sometimes leave my GameCube or PS2 on for multiple days because I didn't have an available memory card. I love that. Never stopped to consider the possible long-term effects. Of course, this resulted in my consoles dying on me more often than I would have liked. And as a result, I became more aware of how important it is to maintain my gaming devices. Mm. Over the years, I've made attempts to be more mindful mindful of how I treat my consoles, especially after I got into PC gaming and realized how expensive parts can be. Mm-hmm. Now, whenever I do slack off, I end up feeling extremely guilty. Have any of you ever struggled with maintaining proper care of your consoles? What were your gaming habits like as a kid or teenager and have they changed over time? You pick good questions for this yeah, show. Yeah, Thank great. you. Thank you. <laughs> I, can, uh, I can lean into this one. It was lean not, in. Lean in. That's my advice to you. <laughs> it was not really too much of an issue early on because uh, there's a lot of top-loading stuff. <laughs> Um, so it's funny, you'd always have the console outside of a cabinet, whereas now, when was the last time you've, yeah, you, you've, you've installed your PlayStation or Xbox or whatever in that space that it can barely fit, mm-hmm. and then when you go to move it, <laughs> it's, well, filthy. it's filthy, and yeah. to the point where you're like, oh, this That's thing broke, goes. yeah, this thing broke, why? And then you look, and all the vents are covered. That's happened to me once, I actually blew a power supply. Wow. Really? Yeah, Xbox 360. I have, was, uh, yeah. When I was yeah. a kid, I know this will come as a shock, I was an idiot. Okay. Uh, and okay. I had an NES. It didn't seem like it came as a shock. <laughs> yeah. I was sort of waiting for it. <laughs> Except that you're like, yeah, even... continue. We know. All kids are idiots. <laughs> um, I was playing, I think it was Metroid 1. And, uh, you know, my mom's screaming at me because I got to go to a band concert or like whatever it was. I don't remember the specifics. And I didn't have a password. I didn't have a piece of paper to write down my uh my save the the to save your game it came with a password code and so i had a pencil and i wrote the code on top of my nes (laughs) 
Yeah, that's great. I've gotten, I've <laughs> bought permanent old consoles marker? with that on. No, it was just with a pencil, but like the graphite etching, <laughs> like, like you can still, on my NES to this day, you can still <laughs> see just the, uh, the remnants of like some of the letters. What and game was it? Metroid. You know, and I think it's like a 20 digit code. I think in the back of the manual, there's space for you to write down codes. <laughs> exactly. yeah. I will, I will re- refer you to the, how I opened <laughs> this anecdote. No kids kept their manuals. Yeah. I lost that. I get old uh, consoles, you know, whenever I'm looking at them, a couple things happen. A lot of times there's stickers on them. Yep. That's like a funny thing. I like that. Uh, writing is really common. Uh, I don't know why on NES's people were writing on them. I wasn't. It seems That's weird. crazy. But, but like, even when you buy old records, like parents always like made their kids write their names on their records. So when they took them to their houses, you know, they yeah. would like not lose them. And that yeah. happened with NES games too. But the consoles yes. I still don't get. No, a lot but, of games you get with that. And then the best thing is when I'm opening them up to like, you can restore them by putting in this new 72 pin connector, right? Every time. I open them up. There's something funny in there, and it's usually just like a coat of root beer, or like, <laughs> or like somehow intact Cheetos. Yeah. Like, why is there no Whoa. creature on Earth that's eating these? That's on the microscopic <laughs> level, you know. Great. I think there. They're, they're pre- a lot of times preservatives. Yeah, it's a just lot of there. times you like are rattling it. Like, there's something in there. What is yeah. it? It's usually a penny. <laughs> is it ever drugs? <laughs> no, that's like an NES. Cheetos. But how smart is that? Because it, it, yeah. you push it down, and yeah. it's like all safe, out of sight. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I don't think I've ever cleaned a game console in my life. What about that first week when you get a game console and it looks so Uh, good? There's no dust. It's shiny. I always put it on top of something then. Same. And then I pop it. Yeah. That's my, I I have this moment of, it's not quite sadness. I don't quite have a word for it, but like there's a moment where a console stops feeling new. Yeah. And it lasts more than like a week for me, like, but for like a year or so, like the PlayStation 4 is like the new thing, like the new shiny thing. But then at some point your attitude sort of shifts. Comes Monday. And now it's just like, like they just toss the PS4 You even treat it more (laughs) fragilely when in that new region because you're like, this is a really expensive piece of equipment. For sure. And then at some point, it's the same with phones, right? Like your new phone, it's like this awesome new thing yeah. for like yeah. a little while and you stop caring. The first time it falls face down. <laughs> yeah. You're like, no. Uh, well, you're also bringing up a good point. So glossy or matte? Mm-hmm. What's the best matte. finish? I mean, yeah. right, Glossy looks nicer until there are fingerprints the on it. Thing, which right. is the yeah. moment <laughs> I mean, one. Yeah, I like that's the reason you always use compressed air rather than cleaning it. Because the moment you rub something on it, like this desk, this desk is kind of like I, I use Novus and microfiber on this, just that's like you do right, on a pinball play because field. you have to make sure that you're not leaving streaks or any scratches on it. So I'm not going like, to miss this desk. Yeah, no. I mean, I mean, it doesn't flip. Miss it. <laughs> Uh, but I think a, a, a concern more now with the way consoles are, especially with venting. Like I literally did. I have an Xbox that exploded almost because of the the power supply was external and it got caught that with a bunch a, of like just dust lint in, the back. in it and stuff. Just lint and that dust. Is a more recent consideration. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, in my household, I'm not allowed to keep game consoles on top of the entertainment yeah. center. They have yeah. to go inside in the yeah. shelves. So. Yeah. yeah. Mine are all hidden away too. This is Robert from Florida. He wants to know how we choose our favorite games. Ooh. He says, I've been listening to GameScoop for about three years. Mm. Notice that whenever someone is on the show for the first time, you ask what their favorite game is. When you ask, I, I try to answer for myself, and I usually pick a different game based on a variety of factors. I'd like to have a concrete answer, but cannot determine the best way to decide. Can the Omega Cops provide a solution? Should I choose based on amount of time mm. I've spent beating the game? That honor would go to Super Mario World. Should I go with the game that consumed me the most upon release? Skyrim would earn that badge. Mm. Then I think of the pure joy I felt playing recent games, such as Breath of the Wild, Witcher 3, and God of War. Any advice? How to the how do the counselors of Goose Camp pick their favorite <laughs> games? I mean, it's not rational. <laughs> it's completely irrational. It's yeah. like I pick my favorite game with my heart. 
Yeah. I don't know how else. Like, Super Metroid will forever be my favorite game because it doesn't matter how amazing a game coming out this year is. <laughs> I didn't play it when I was, like, 13 years old, so... That's so nostalgia it. is a big part of it for you. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Absolutely. It's a that's a mountain that no game is ever going to be able to climb. I waited for music to start playing when you say that. I was like waiting for yeah. to pick it with my heart. I was yeah. like, cue the music, Dan. Mm. It's like we're we're right there. But I think he left true. out one crucial consideration, which is trolling your friends. Mm. You always got to pick something. That's why I submit kids. That, that everybody. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> or sneak kids. What do they rest my case? What do they call <laughs> kids in Canada? Uh, I'm not sure. <laughs> and that, in this yet. office, I feel like. Probably 50% of people's favorite games are just a troll. Hmm. I mean... And we ask it all the time y- in this You office. do, yeah. I mean, you're the one who usually asks it. I mean, that's interesting from a criteria standpoint. You don't ever ask... You, you don't do the follow-up and go, why? Mm-hmm. And if you did, I would say that... Because yeah, m- when people answer Halo 3, I just dismiss them. <laughs> and I was wondering, because I know a few people no, would I say actually shooter really like games. Halo 3. That's one Halo of 3 games. was one of the best Halo games. I always say um, Link to the Past, and it mm-hmm. is because of nostalgia, but it's also because of everything that that game achieved at the time when it was out. I still don't think anything from like gameplay and story and just the way it even excelled the story. franchise. Yeah. What game are you talking about? Tell Link me the, the story of what Link happens in Link to the Link Past. The past. Link oh. to the Past totally has a good story. What are you talking about? What's the story? So what are some twists and turns? No. Well, uh, so uh, That's an honest question. Well, I, you rescue the, the princess. You wake up. Your, always. Your uncle has been... Yeah. Th- so that moment, the first 10 minutes of Link to the Past, like as a story, when you're... You're you're being spoken to. You don't know what's happening. You're in the middle of dark. Yeah, but but it it's, has that sense of discovery when you're walking through. Yeah, your uncle's it's there with raining. the sword. This, it's it's amazing raining. Rain. The sound effects. Sam, are you kidding me no, right it's, now? It's, it's like I'm listening believe- to Homer. I'm like I'm listening to the Bard himself speak. <laughs> would you believe Bill Shakespeare is here in the Stop room? That CJ, would you believe a reviewer at EGM thought a link to the past was an eight? No, <laughs> yeah. and that when they reviewed a link to the past in the March 1992 edition, they didn't even mention it on the front cover. No. <gasps> like, see, Adventure Island was like, <laughs> the the anticipation leading up for that game. I watched a commercial a little while ago. Do you remember there was a commercial? I didn't even know that Paul Rudd was in the yeah, commercial. There's, there's some rap in one of the commercials. It's, yeah, it's crazy, well, but that's when the original Zelda, yeah, oh, it is. Yeah, but okay. when you when you it's saw the Zelda Link Pass, pretty bad. <laughs> no, wait, really rad. Those creatures from Ganon are really, really bad. bad. Octorox. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. To, to me, a lot a lot of those things. Yeah, the nostalgia plays a huge part. And I don't know if you're trolling me right now or not. Because if you're always, you are, yeah. <laughs> I feel like that game is pretty respectable for a best game of all time choice. Yeah, it's really common. And it's uh, and and honestly, I I've never played another game that I that quite resonated with me. I, again, I think you do have nostalgic feelings as a kid when you play. It's the probably young. time for me to. I think it's been five years since I've really done any self reflection and made That's like what, my favorite games of all time. Lists. I was I was thinking about that for the longest time. When people ask me that question, I would say Mario sixty four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it was just a reflex. To be honest, I have. I haven't played that game in 20 years. Yeah. So it's like, well, I, when I think about games that I have played recently that I can say are my favorite games of all time, Symphony of the Night, Donkey Kong mm-hmm. 94, Shadowgate on the NES because they yeah. re-released it a couple years ago. Yeah, these are games that I always thought were some I of my favorite point, games. He said Donkey Kong 94. 94. <laughs> yeah. Not Donkey great. Kong 64. No. Yeah. <laughs> that is right. Exactly. Donkey Kong 94. Mm-hmm. The, yeah. Yeah. The game a Boy perfect button. game. It is yeah. a perfect game. It is perfect. <laughs> uh, going forward, I'm going to try to uh, you know answer with a game that I have actually played fairly recently that I know I still enjoy today. But I think another part of it is when someone asks you that question, 
they want your answer to be a game that they know and love too, so that they can talk about it. And if it's something yeah. like that they've never heard of, they're they're always just kind of like disappointed. It's a validation of like their opinion and taste in games. If you know you agree, yeah. if you connect yeah. on that, but it's also just a reflection of something about their personality. Like yeah. it's a little bit of a litmus test of like yeah. what era of games did you grow up with and what are you into. So definitely that. I think that's a weird thing when you know we've hired a bunch of new people here in the office who are much younger. Yeah, when their they favorite s- game is always Undertale. Yeah. It's when- not a joke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a joke. Wait, stop that. When they it's say- not a joke. I, there's several people that you work with that you respect whose favorite game is Undertale. Please name them. Miranda Sanchez. Okay. Well, how many other people besides Miranda? I'm not going to keep others. naming people. <laughs> <laughs> All I'm saying is I think that the fact that they their first systems were like, you know, PS2. Yeah, maybe. PS2 and N64 and all the rest of that stuff. It's crazy that they didn't have like the foundation of gaming at the core because I mean games were very but new in that now, space, right? Now they can play Turok on their Nintendo Switch. But when you play Turok now <laughs> versus when you think played it 20 years ago, yeah, there's a different feeling. We made a list. I mean, it's been years. It's been like 6 years, but we had all the editors make write articles about their favorite games at IGN. All the three yeah. of us did it. I don't think you were quite here yeah. yet. Um Sam did like hundreds and, of games. And, and yeah, you did top my top 400, which and, I need to update. At that time, the most recent, the newest game on my list was Uncharted 2. Like, as far as AAA action-adventure games go, like, it's the pinnacle. That's good, but, yeah. like, games like The Witness and Breath of the Wild have come out since. Yeah. So now mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, yeah, might be time to shake that list up a little bit. Yeah, I remember at that time, it was, like, Portal 2 and Mass Effect 2 were also pretty new. And yeah, those are big those up games. there for me, And too. it's like, there's games that I love, but they don't necessarily have to crack into that, you know... Crack in. That <laughs> best-of-all-time category. Yeah. But, yeah. like, there's like there's been some games, there's been some real bangers over the last few years that like may Like, Saw 5 came out since then. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, and to me, I think the question is... I think that's the reason why you've have you played Goldeneye since? I mean, you played Turok, and even uh, I didn't play Goldeneye back in the day. Okay, wow. So I played Perfect Dark. Th- remember, they okay. remade Turok, or they remade Goldeneye in like 2010. Well, it wasn't yeah, the same. I'm saying it, it, exactly, it and it wasn't the same. And I think when you play it at the time it's released versus when you play it, you know, obviously 20 years later or 10 years later, mm-hmm. different feeling. That's my question. It's like games yep. now. What will it be like in 10 years? Like, I think Uncharted still holds up well, the first Uncharted, and there's a couple other games. But I think that's the big question with all these new games. Will they seem like they're distinguished 20 years later? And I think God of War will be on PlayStation. But that doesn't matter for your personal favorite game. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't. Goldeneye is not fun. Like, it's not fun. It's not good today in 2019. Like, that game runs like 12 FPS. But, like, that doesn't take away from what it was. I played that game for 100 hours with my friends every single night. And, like, the fact that, that, that through the know. lens of time, yeah, I played it 100 hours a night. Look it up. Um, like, just because it doesn't hold up in a modern context doesn't change. Like, I still had that fun with it. That fun still exists in my memory. True. I feel it, that way about Rock Band. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I think one of the best experiences in my life was playing Rock Band with friends. Yeah. And Guitar in Hero too. In spite of the and, fact that they never made Rock Band Dolly Parton. Mm, yeah. It was all Rock yeah. Band Green Day, though, yeah. for Sam, which yeah. is weird. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think it's weird though when you go back. I think there needs to be a criteria. Sam Dookie Claiborne. <laughs> <laughs> there needs to be a criteria within there. I think you're right when you judge somebody and you go, "Oh, have you played that game lately?" That's that. It's a factor. Like that when it's your favorite game of all time. You're like, "Oh, when was the last time you played it?" Well, 20 years ago is my favorite game. It's like, well, whatever, man. I don't know. I mean, to me, you don't think that that factors in. I don't play Super Metroid that much. Favorite game of all time? Yeah. Okay, it's fine. It's an emotional response. Yeah, for Justin. Yeah. That's fair. I, I It'd still be think weird that game if your favorite up, game though. was hard to go back to and play. That is, but that's weird. my point, right? Like Zelda's not I don't like think Link. Super Metroid is no, no Super Metroid stands up. So does Link to the Past and all the games that we like. Mm-hmm. 
Link to the Past, 8.0. No. <clears throat> I, I can't even, I, I when people ask me, I just can't even name my favorite game. Like, there, it's like always a tie, you know? Yeah. It sucks. It is tough. Uh, and that brings us to Video Game 20 Questions. If you remember way back to uh, Justin in New York City who asked us about how we take care of our gaming consoles, mm. he also provides... This week's oh, game for 20 questions. Double header. Justin in New York City. Let the questioning begin. Does this game take place in what we would all agree is like the real world? Is this somewhere on Earth? Yes. Um, That's a new Gotham one. City is not a real place. <laughs> Does he wear a hat? That will not be an issue for this <laughs> round of 20 questions. Did this game come out on cartridge? Yes. Um, it's a switch cartridge. Yeah, yeah I, I know. Dame That's makes Trickster it so God Hatfield. Uh, exactly. <laughs> the cartridges this whole time. Um, the cartridge was inside us all of them. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to still lean into the most direct ones. And uh, Is this a Nintendo franchise character? Whoa. whoa, whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Try it again. <laughs> is this an inten- Was this game released on a Nintendo platform? <laughs> That's a completely different question. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go there. <clears throat> um... See, yeah, he if paused. this game was ever released on a Nintendo platform, it's certainly not known for that. Okay. Wow. I was like, it had some porting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I get, I get the ums with Damon. Is, is this good. game from before 2000? Yes. Is this game from before 1990? Yes. That's five. Boy. Okay. So cartridge. That's good. That means <laughs> Sam can contribute meaningfully. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> What I think is um, funny is that you play like you play you work here like you keep up with all the modern games, but somehow that knowledge is just not in your brain the same way that like <laughs> is the uh, did this come out in arcades? Yes, Ooh. before nineteen eighty three. Yes. Okay. Good. Well, we're totally gonna get this. <laughs> well, there's definitely fewer games. <laughs> yeah, to, to exactly. Work with. Was this game developed in the United States? Yes. Did Most this, of them were, but yeah. Did this game have a joystick? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Every Atari game doesn't have a joystick. I hear except what you're for saying. Dig Dug, basically. Yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, it's a multiplayer game. Is it a multiplayer game? Yes. Um, Can you name a multiplayer game from arcade? Right. Yeah. Uh, you can alternate turns. Okay. Oh, that's ten. That was very nice. Of okay. You. Uh, in America, is this an Atari game? No. Okay. I mean, okay, okay, so. Well, that does make it a little bit weird. Would you ask if it had a remote? If it has a joystick? Joystick. D- uh, who made Asteroids? Oh. Uh, Atari. Atari it doesn't made have Astro- a joystick either. What about... Uh, Defender, though. So uh, yeah, is this made by Williams? Uh, <laughs> it's yeah. not... It, no, it is not made by Williams. Oh, published by Williams. Uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, so it would be Midway or Bally or um, yeah. Namco. Yeah. Maybe Miss Pac-Man. I was gonna say I was uh, Miss Pac-Man's where my head's at because mm-hmm. that's a very tricky one. Yeah, it was a Japanese mm-hmm. game, but Miss Pac-Man was made in America. Mm-hmm. Also, Miss Pac-Man's secretly the good one. Is this game a sequel? No. There you go. Good question though. Hmm. Galaxian. Mm-hmm. That was developed in Japan. Um, do you want to try to isolate like what the was centipede centipede yeah Atari, like if right? you have a character like yeah or like what's your main it takes place on earth don't forget yeah take pa- mm-hmm. place on earth. takes place on earth so it's not moon patrol no yeah I was gonna <laughs> say. <laughs> explicitly yeah exactly no moon patrol what could, be, could, it, could it be like rampart no. but it doesn't have multiplayer no multiplayer so, no asteroids <laughs> that's what i mean like is, but you take turns it's got Atari. you alternate 
Will, Williams like, games include uh, uh, Bubbles, Robotron. Is um, Robotron on Earth? Yeah. Sinistar? Sinistar is not on Earth. Robotron is, but it's not. It's Sinistar like is the one where you're shooting up the Earth. face, right? Yeah. Does this have more than one joystick? Yes. Oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um. But it's not okay. It's, so it's not Molly. Yeah, it's, it's probably not. Robotron. Okay, or Bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's yeah? What's the qualifying question? Well, it might are not you, be either of those. Are you, you, are you shooting up robots in this game? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> just hella robots. Yeah. <laughs> does this take? Does this game take place uh, around 2084? Maybe exactly in 2084. <laughs> it does. Okay. <laughs> We should have used all these questions. Yeah, it's exactly. Robotron 2084. <laughs> it is Robotron 2084. Uh, 1982. Good job. Uh, developed by, do you know who developed it? Uh, Williams developed that game. No. Uh, two guys, the, uh, whoever developed Defender left. Eugene Jarvis. Formed a studio named VidKids. Mm. And then William, <laughs> VidKids. Vid wow. And then Williams published the game. <laughs> right. gotcha. And I think yeah. Robotron is the only game under the VidKids right. label. Sure. Whew. <clears throat> that knowledge Robotron saying. is still very playable. Robotron is very fun. Uh, and Justin, Rampart is a trackball game. Gotcha. I played. It's fun. I, there, my local grocery store had Robotron and I played it there. But then also. Uh, <laughs> That's my, so cool. My <laughs> neighbor who had an Atari 7800 <laughs> had it for that. And you could both play uh, with two joysticks with one person moving Whoa. with the player and the other oh, person shooting. Gotcha. Yeah. And we played tons of Robotron. Was the idea wow. for that that you could somehow play Robotron with both choice? I mean, you'd have to really like anchor Yeah, you'd have those to get, get like a vice or, or a, yeah. a C-clamp. And yeah, exactly. Clamp yeah. Them down. Oh, yeah. Man. That'd be pretty cool. But it was fun for one person to Plus, move. And Atari 7800, it must have looked good too. Well, I'm sure it was a 2600 cart. 7800 had backwards compatibility. Oh, okay. Hmm. So, 7800 was like after the NES though. How weird is that? Yeah. Explore some of those games. Uh, we played that. We played Food Fight. Yeah, we played yeah. Jordan versus Bird one on one. Oh, we okay. played Joust. There are lots of really good oh, games. Mm -hmm. There's a game Chopper Command. I want to say is that the uh, Atari like that, helicopter game that rings a bell. Sideways but Choplifter, yeah, Choplifter. Really, yeah, it's not it's Choplifter not, though. Not choplifter. It's a more basic yeah. helicopter. Do you pick up POWs? I don't think so. I think okay. you just shoot. Is that Choplifter when you pick up? Yeah. Choplifter is where you got to pick up. Side. That was yeah. Atari. Right? That game, I love that game. That was yeah, so good. Cool. It looked good. Yeah, it was a good idea, and like it just felt like a really. Well, you could freely move, so it yeah. just it felt different. Like, yeah, like you, Defender, but great, less stress. Great movement in those games. Yeah, you, Lots of, like, just, a lot of those old games. You could really go left. Mm -hmm. you go I loved left. any game that had little people in it, like mm -hmm. uh, Rampage. Yeah. yeah. Little people. Even, like, Defender. Yeah. Uh, the aliens would pick up uh, little humans, and then if you yeah. shot the ship, the human would fall. Yep. Yep. Loved <laughs> any game that had little people in it. <laughs> uh, thank you for the suggestion. Justin in New York City, that is all the scoops that we had for you this week. Look at how perfectly I've timed. Uh, one hour. Nicely done. You better vamp for 25 seconds. <laughs> well, but, <laughs> but we don't know how long we were talking about Apollo That's 13. We were talking about <laughs> Apollo 13 for a good... He rolled after. A couple minutes right part, there at the beginning. Uh, listeners, remember you can always reach us at the email address, gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, CJ. Thanks, man. Thank you, Dan the Booth. Uh, my, <laughs> I can't draw this out for 15 seconds. So, <laughs> my name is Damon. This is IGN Games. We are out. I never told you I was broken.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.